Welcome on in to Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all your picks, parlays, plays, and analysis around the beautiful game. Powered by the Book It Sports Network. Download the Book It app today and follow them on Twitter at Book It HQ. I'm Thomas Viola, and joining me as always is Taylor Wilson. Taylor, how are you doing here on this fine, fine international break day? Tom, we love an international break. Everyone else takes the week off, but no days off here at Betting the High Line Industries, as our listeners know. We're going to try to find some picks. No Conmebol uh, South American qualifiers this time around. They got postponed amid, you know, we, we, we know how this goes at this point in this pandemic era of sports. Just ask VCU, right? So uh, no Conmebol this time around. That's where we usually like to profit. But this time we do have some European World Cup qualifiers. So Big stakes there. We'll try to find something there. And uh, hey, CONCACAF is back, baby. (laughs) That we do. That we do. I am currently in the middle of sweating out USA versus Jamaica. I have USA minus one and a half for five units. Whoa, I I didn't know the five unit part. There we go. I hammered this game big time because like this Jamaica team is completely out of sorts. They half their players have never played or practiced with the team before and are only playing because some of the players decided not to go because of a current wage battle going on with the Jamaican football Federation. Um, (laughs) So far the USA has looked incredibly dominant 15 minutes in. I will keep you guys posted with some updates on that, but it's great to see Pulisic back in the lineup. It is great to see him playing with Reyna. We didn't get the Dawkins uh, Brooks lineup that Richards Brooks lineup that I wanted, but We'll see what this team can do. And in the meantime, we do have some international friendlies going on on our side, and we do have some World Cup qualifier action going on in Europe. It's going to be a very abbreviated podcast today because, after all, it is very, very tough to bet these international breaks sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like we say, it's a good place sometimes to find value. Uh, I was really trying to go into the slate as deep as I could, finding plays. But one of the issues, I look – these breaks, Tom, you got to, you know, I know we say we, we bring the numbers from DraftKings Sportsbook for a few reasons. Um, I think they're, own, sh- they're one of the few places that have lines on these games. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, I, I was shopping around at a few different places. And, you know, if you're trying to find a good spread number in some of these, good luck, because some of those aren't even available. Um, uh, you know, here, here we have some CONCACAF games tonight. Uh, and I, when I say tonight, Thursday night, we're recording the pod. Um, and you know, those, some of those numbers aren't even available yet. So we'll try to find some plays, but let's get into it. That's right. Josh Sargent narrowly missing out on a chance to get the USA there first. Come on guys. Uh, Taylor, how many plays do you have on your notes here? So I have, I have to do the math to figure out when our listeners will actually be able to get some of these plays available. I am going to offer up some Thursday night stuff as well, just because I I couldn't find any numbers any further in advance there in CONCACAF. So we'll turn this pot around and hopefully y'all will get a few hours to hear some of these. Um, I do have, uh, let's count them out, one, two, two plays in Europe. Uh, I've got two plays in the CONCACAF qualifiers. And then I have a future to offer up as well. So pretty short on my end. We'll see what you have as well, Tom. But uh. I've got three plays in Europe, and I think I might have one in CONCACAF. So we will uh, we will take a look and see. But let's start off. Give us your first play here, Taylor. Okay, well, before I do the first play, I just want to tell folks, this game will have likely already happened or is currently happening as you're listening to the pod. But England-San Marino happening on the Thursday, uh, March 25th. 
<clears throat> just wanted to point out a seven goal spread here. And I, I want to put this on record on the tape that I'm betting San Marino plus seven. Wow. Uh, you're laying minus 120 there. I just love the idea of a seven goal spread. Keep in mind, San Marino, community of 30,000 people kind of nestled there somewhere in Italy. I, I don't know exactly where. Um, 30,000 people, Tom, you know, our, our respective universities are that size that we went to. You're, la- you're, uh, la- you're getting a touchdown in this game. With the extra point as well. Uh, I So just a quick note on San Marino. Um, they, there was a stretch where they had lost 40 in a row here pretty recently. Um, however, fairly recently, they drew Gibraltar. We love Gibraltar. Nil-nil in Nations League last year. And also drew Liechtenstein nil-nil two games before that. Now, why is that significant? Well, it was the first time in their history that they had not lost two games in a row. So they are turning a corner, Tom. And uh, last time they played England, only lost by six. I'm getting seven here. San Marino plus seven, lock it up. I just want it on the tape. Uh, Hopefully our listeners are with me on that uh, play to start us off. A play that our listeners might actually be able to get in on in terms of the timing of when we're recording here. Uh, Russia-Slovenia on the Saturday, uh, World Cup qualifying. I think this is a very interesting matchup, and you're getting a solid price on Russia. Last I saw it, minus 139. Again, shop around if you can. Depends where you're looking at for prices. But I think Russia's a much better team than Slovenia. We last saw them really you know, show out when they hosted the World Cup. I think they're going to want to prove that they can qualify on their own now for the World Cup, not just getting the automatic bid. Slovenia coming off of a huge upset win, 1-0 over Croatia. This feels like something of a trap game, them coming off of the highs of beating one of the probably the the strongest team in that group, Croatia, 1-0. And, you know, Russia has real players. Golovin, remember him from the last World Cup, Juba. These are real good goal-scoring players. I think they get it done. It's a solid money line price. Give me Russia. Minus 139 over Slovenia on the Saturday. I I, I like that. I mean, this Russian team has been quietly getting better. The World Cup definitely helped them getting up on that stage, getting all of that experience and really showing up well. Um, I'm going to go instead for my first play to a country that has not had as good of a time when dealing with Russia. Poland, even money versus Hungary. Give me Poland at even money in that one. I mean... You've still got you-know-who, and I'm going to take that to the bank. Let me just double-check that he even got called up for this game. But either way, I think Poland can beat Hungary, and you're getting even money on them. That's the way to go here. Yeah, I mean, I think even without Lewandowski, they're a significantly better team. With him, one of the best players in the world, that seems like a solid play. Again, home and away stuff, I still think we can throw it out for the most part. I mean, you are traveling significantly for qualifiers, but – when no one's in the stadium, I mean, you know, it, it's really hard to gauge what the away numbers are. So if you're still getting that plus price for a, for a road team like Poland, that's much better than Hungary. I think that makes sense. I have to agree with that now. I mean, Hungary does have a slight uh, advantage here. They went on a nice tear to end the Euro, uh, the UEFA 2020 Euros. But we'll see. We'll see because Lewandowski is, in fact, uh, going to play in this game. So I'm going to take Poland there at even money. That's my big thing. Lewandowski's in. Give me Poland there. Um, my second play is going to be Turkey. Two to one versus Ooh. Norway. I'm, I like liking some tur- I'm liking some Turkey <laughs> at home. Two to one. Very, very solid price there. Turkey coming off of a, uh, I believe, a 4-2 win over the Netherlands earlier this week in the first yes. World Cup qualifier. 
that I, I have to say, I mean, I, I don't know when the panic button gets hit with the Dutch. That's probably their toughest fixture in the group, to be fair, away to Turkey. So maybe there's there's not a freak out. But ne- the Netherlands giving up four goals to Turkey, I think there are some real defensive questions to be asked of that team. So I don't know if that means more about the Dutch or more about the Turkish team. Um, but, you know, look, we've seen the Turkish league continue to improve. We've seen the Turkish national team continue to improve. So, uh, yeah, look, that's a great value price. Again, you might be able to find some diamonds in the rough as far as like, oh, that price should be more like even and you're getting two to one. So I think that's a good example right there. By the way, the Netherlands should be very worried about missing a second consecutive World Cup. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a team. So the, the, the narrative with the Netherlands forever was uh, they got to two World Cup finals and they lost them both and they couldn't convert. And since then, you know, then then they got actually I think maybe it's been three World Cup finals counting 2010, whatever the number is, haven't won one. It's always kind of a, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Now they're becoming like the U.S. in 2018 and not even being able to get to uh, World Cup. So we'll see what happens with them. My next play, really fun game. This is one that I'll have on, you know, alongside the March Madness stuff this weekend. Serbia, Portugal. Uh, I don't want to side here. I I think it's going to be a really fun game. I'm actually looking at a total. Serbia coming off of a 3-2 win over Ireland. Before that, a 5-0 win over the aforementioned Russia in the Nations League, Portugal coming off of just a 1-0 win against Azerbaijan. But before that, beat Croatia 3-2. Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't scored in three in a row. I think that'll change for Portugal. Could not find a prop anywhere for that. But if you can, bet Cristiano Ronaldo to score in this game. And I'm going over two and a half goals, laying minus 120. I think that's a perfectly reasonable number at two and a half. And, you know, like I say, Tom, I'm trying to find over opportunities when I can in this under era over the past few months and uh, hopefully here in qualifiers, they'll come through. So over two and a half minus minus one twenty, Serbia, Portugal. Okay. I'm going to stick in that same game, but instead of taking the over, which I do for the record, like give me Serbia. Okay. I know that this is a little bit of a surprise, but they're getting plus three sixty. This team has been playing good ball. Like you said, and Ronaldo has been very bad. Is he even going to play in this game? He played in the Azerbaijan game. I think they might have subbed him off. Um, so it's a good question. I look at Ronaldo goal droughts and droughts of any kind and think, oh, he's due. But <clears throat> you can look at that from whatever perspective you want. I, I think Serbia has some very interesting players. They they are the classic, like, um, there are a lot of dudes there who, like, don't perform at club level like they should, but really show up for Serbia. Mitrovic is one of those guys doesn't really bang goals for Fulham like he used to, but I think he scored a, a brace uh, in that last game, uh, the three, two, one over Ireland um, and Dusan Tadic had three assists in that game. So they have some fun attacking players. Um, you know, w- whatever the angle in the CR thing, feel free to, to, to think that the dryness will continue, but I think he finds a way to, to break through and do some things in these qualifiers. It's his last, uh, you know, last is a strong word, but maybe his last kind of in prime qualifying tournament, um, you know, while, while Cristiano Ronaldo is still Cristiano Ronaldo. So let's see if he does something, but you're right. Like three, three games in a row now without a goal, he has been fading for Portugal a little. Yeah. I mean, he's been fading all over. He hasn't been playing that well in Juventus as of late. And I, I just think that I'm not saying that his time is coming, but I, I, I think that he's not really giving it his all right now for this game. I don't think he's coming up big in this particular moment plus you're getting plus 360 on a serbia team that i think could beat this portugal side that's value yeah that's great value that's great value and in fact i, I you might even talk me into that i like the over more than anything but 
I would probably lean Serbia there as well. Now I've got one play coming up tonight. Might be able to grab it. Hopefully you will. El Salvador, Granada over three and a half goals plus 185. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because I can. (laughs) I mean, it's Granada. I think that even a team like El Salvador is capable of putting up four on a team like Granada. I think that's fair. It's important to remember some of the bottom of the, so in this preliminary CONCACAF round, you're going to see a real um, disparity in, in, in talent because you have teams like Trinidad, you have teams like Canada that are used to being, I mean, even El Salvador, these are teams that are used to going farther in CONCACAF qualifying going up against, I mean, this is a round that involves like, U.S. Virgin Islands, some of the, the the minnows of world soccer. If you look at the FIFA rankings, they're going to be right there at the bottom with my San Marino boys. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all about the fade plays here, right? I, I think I might legally be eligible to play for the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> Tim Duncan, put him, put him out there. Yeah. My, um, um, no, my, fa- my family had a house now just owns a hole in the ground in on St. John in the Virgin Islands. Like make it happen. I I think, I think I've spent enough time down there that I qualify. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there at a right back uh, for their next game. I'm also going to CONCACAF uh, for a couple of plays. So first of all, this is one that, and again, I'm going to say this on a lot of, (laughs) a lot of this week's moves. Um, Try to find a spread number here if you can. Try to find some way to take Canada. Now, I don't know how that's going to be. If you want to play it as an over, that's the only thing that I saw available that you could do right now, and that's probably what I would look at. But Canada's playing Bermuda. Um, Now, Bermuda might be a little bit better than people think. They do have Naki Wells, who's a great goal scorer for Bristol City in the championship, a team that's flirted with promotion. We might see him in the Prem in the next couple of years. Beyond that, most of the players are domestically based in Bermuda. So I don't, you know, I I don't know how much Naki can do in this game. And I also think, look, this is something of a Canadian golden generation. We're going to hear this name a lot over the next few months. Alfonso Davies, Alfonso Davies. Alfonso the, Davies. It, it's not a golden generation. It's one player. Let's get well, one thing clear. <laughs> he could, he could, he can uh, fill many hats, Tom. And you know what's funny? Speaking of that, so we've seen this trend. You know, speaking of golden generations, it really is for the fullback position, right? A lot of great left backs in the world. A lot of great right backs. This is a dude who came up as a fullback. When Canada announced their team for these games. He was listed as a midfielder, which this is a common trend where you're seeing like, oh, our best, our team's best player is a fullback. Same deal with Andrew Robertson at Scotland, David Alaba at Austria. This happens all over the place. I think they're basically going to turn Alfonso Davies into like a number 10 or like a, a player well, way up onto the pitch so that he can impact the game the most, the, the, in the most ways possible. Well, the other important thing to remember with Alfonso Davies is that he's reinvented his career like three times at this point. He has played almost every position on the pitch. Yeah. And the, like, but when he got to Bayern, he was supposed to play in the offense, but then they moved him to back and he's done a very phenomenal job back there. And it's been really impressive. He can truly play any position. And I don't mind Canada putting him in central midfield, which again is a position he's played because he's played everywhere. I actually watched this kid in person blazed by me about five yards in front of me when he went box to box scoring a goal against the lights here in Las Vegas. Very nice. 
literally I was on the field and he just whizzed right by and I was just watching like wow this kid is this kid is the, the real deal Canadian flash uh I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do with Canada you know Soccer is not basketball. Uh, one guy can only do so much, but it will be interesting to see what happens. Kyle Lahren has been doing well in, in Turkey as well with Besiktas for them. They have some, uh, you know, real veterans in the mix as well. Atiba Hutchinson comes to mind. Um, and they've been in good form, you know, won 10 of their last 14, beat the U.S. not that long ago in 2019. So I love Canada in these games in the preliminary round against the Minnows. I think Canada will find a way to get to the final round. What they do there, who knows? The problem here is I just can't find a number available. If you can get Canada minus 1.75, minus 2, even minus 2.5, I think about all of those numbers in this game. So try to use those and maybe factor them into an overplay as well. Um, but I do like Canada a lot to, to smash Bermuda in that game. I, I completely agree with that. I think that the shorts get cut in this one, my friend. Spain. Minus a goal and a half versus Georgia, minus 159. Give me that all day. I mean, we have to bet some of these spreads with some of these games, and this is the only one that I'm really, really a big fan of because Spain is absolutely qualifying for the World Cup. They've been playing good ball, and it's Georgia. Like, most people don't even know this is a country. Fading the land of Zaza Pachulia. I see. I am is. absolutely fading Zaza Pachulia, <laughs> the second best Georgian athlete in the Bay Area. <laughs> um, I I think that's fair. Uh, Spain. Keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago. Spain beat Germany six nil. Yeah, and that wasn't like I had to look that up. Like, that was in the Nations League, and both teams played most of their like stars and starters in that game. And Spain but Germany has just been completely listless. Ger- True. Like, True. Germany is very, very close to firing their manager and going after Klopp. Well, I think he said. I think he said he's just basically leaving on his own after the Euros. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see if that uh, plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. With, with again, this the same logic from Concacaf goes here. You got to look at the Giants versus Minnows and see what spread number you can get. The good thing with European World Cup qualifiers is you can actually find some of these spread numbers. So good find there. Uh, as and the we, other as we back they, Spain. And the other good thing is that these numbers actually ma- these games actually matter to these teams. They're going to be invested in going out. Goal difference is going to make a deal in your group stage. People want to win these games, and that's the one of the biggest things with with betting friendlies that can happen sometimes is that you don't know that a team is necessarily caring if they go out and get that goal. They do in these games, and that's valuable. Well, and it's also vital. You know, <clears throat> basically all of these teams are trying to win the group. Like a team like Spain. They don't want to fold a second and go to that playoff, that those notorious UEFA playoffs. They really need to win the group. And in order to do that, you have to win the vast majority of these 10, usually 10 games that you'll play. So it's not like, you know, when we get to the hexagonal and CONCACAF, sometimes it's like, oh, you can afford a loss here. You can afford it there. Not too many, as we saw at the U.S. last time around. But right. <clears throat> you don't have to win the hex to make it to the World Cup, right? You have right. to win these groups to be in good shape. Otherwise those playoffs are shit shows. So yeah, I, I think you don't those giants, those. Yeah. So I think those giants are regularly going to be playing their big hosses and regularly be tr- going to be trying to get results there. Um, I'm going back to CONCACAF though, speaking of, and another giant versus a minnow. <clears throat> this is a team technically. So geographically Guyana should be in Conmebol, but if they were in South America, they would just, you know, they, they would be even more listless than they already are in CONCACAF. Um, they're going up against Trinidad and Tobago, 
And I like Trinidad here. It looks like the number moved. I like them at minus 139. I looked at it right before we hopped on, and it looks like it moved to minus 150. I don't like that as much, but uh, <clears throat> I think take them at whatever price you can get because Trinidad's winning this game. Um, they have real players, Joven Jones and Inter Miami, Levi Garcia at AEK. Regardless of whether or not you think these are stars, you know, Aubrey David is a solid player, plays at Saprissa in Costa Rica. These are genuine professional soccer players. You know, if you think they're stars, whatever. They're genuine professional soccer players. Guyana doesn't have those. Okay. <laughs> so most of their players are, are domestic in Guyana. No disrespect to that league, but yes, disrespect to that league. The teams <laughs> did draw 1-1 back in 2019, which scares me a little. I have no idea what the lineups were like in that game. This game means something. Um, <clears throat> just take the real team. Trinidad's made a World Cup before. They were there at 06. Guyana has never made the final round of CONCACAF qualifying. Trinidad's usually there. Give me Trinidad minus 139. I think my big scare is the fact that Trinidad has been just absolutely terrible as of late. That U.S. game. That U.S. game was, is, would be understandable to horrify you here. U.S. beat them 7-0 uh, just a, like a month ago. So, Although there was definitely some exercising of demons going on in that game as Jamaica sure. just absolutely whiffs on a shore goal. Like the ball just went through this player's <laughs> legs as he was trying to shoot it. It was hilarious. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, so the one and a half is alive there for for Tom as we live uh, do some play-by-play here. Um, Do you have any other plays? Because I am honestly tapped out. So I have one future, just going back to Europe, uh, that I'm considering. Oh, please tell me you have a World Cup pick. So Scotland. Oh, there we go. Oh, (laughs) that was a beautiful goal. Oh, and it was Sergio Sergio That, that makes sense because my phone is blowing up with Serginho Dest uh, text right now. So that, yep. would, that would check out. Oh, wow. From outside the box, he just hooked it in. Absolutely gorgeous play by Dest here. He dribbled the entire way from midfield in this run-up and then from about 10 yards outside the box, just curled one straight past the keeper into the bottom corner. What a shot. The spread is, is alive and well. One more. I thought you That's were giving me that kind of – is one more. I thought that was enthusiasm for the Scotland play. I was like, wow, really, uh, really into the yeah. Tartan army there, uh, Tom. Big on Scotland here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> just uh, just going to offer this up really quick. Scotland going to the Euros, uh, huge for them. First major tournament in like 20 years, I think. I like the Scottish team a lot. Um, one of their more talented groups they've had in a while. You know, no, there's no such thing as an easy group in UEFA, but you're talking about a group with Denmark and Austria as the kind of powers those teams aren't what they've been in past years in the same way. I think Scotland might be just as good as them. And you're looking at them at 10 to one to win the group and at plus 200 for a top two. I'm going to stab both of those. Hope that one of them hits. I think Scotland is right there with them. I think 10 to one is, is just way off as a number. So give me Scotland to win a world cup qualifying group. They always fall on their face. I can't wait for this to backfire but I love the value 10 to one Scotland going to the cup. I love it. I love it. All right. That is going to wrap us up here for betting the high line, a very abbreviated version of the show today during this international break, but Hey, doesn't mean that we are taking off. We're going to continue to watch this USA game and hopefully my five unit play cash is we only need one more out of the U S and then holding on. But I think that they will get at least a three. We'll have to see when this podcast drops, though, if I was right or not. 
I'm Thomas Viola. You can follow me at TV at work on Twitter and the Book It Sports app. He's Taylor Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at ATLTWill with one L as the U.S. almost gets another goal there that would make it a 2-0 ball game. Taylor, you can also find you on the Book It Sports app at TWill with one L. It has been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure, Tom. Go, go, USA. Serginio for president. Let's go. (laughs) Have a good one, everybody. Good luck this weekend.